Welcome to Wine Country Women with Michelle Mandreau, the podcast for wine enthusiasts who are curious not only about what goes in the bottle, but the remarkable women who make these distinctive winemaking regions so special. Each week, Michelle introduces you to a prominent woman and takes a peek inside her life. Welcome to today's Wine Country Women podcast. I'm Michelle Mandreau, and I am talking with Sophia Torres McKay of Cramacy Vineyards in the Willamette Valley. Sophia, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you, Michelle, for inviting me to be here. This is going to be an interesting show because you're in Willamette Valley and you have seen some flames up in your neck of the woods. So can you talk to us about the, the fires and how your life has been affected? Well, it was like a very uh, stressful time. You know, we're not just in the middle of the pandemic, but now we were in the middle of fires and, you know, these kind of events that really shakes your life. And, um, you know, like lots of people, they lost their house, lots of people, they, they needed to evacuate it. And so thankful that that doesn't, doesn't happen, that didn't happen to us. My family, we're safe. We're here in the Dundee Hills, but we got the fires really close in the Chehalin Mountains. We could see the flames from from the place, from 240, the Highway 240, and we were very close. I mean, we have our stuff ready just in case of receiving an alert to to move and go somewhere. <laughs> and right. uh, it was a very stressful moment, very scary, very terrifying. Um, I feel lucky that, as I mentioned, didn't happen to us, but I feel so sad and terrible sad about the people that can't say the same. And um, fortunately, the situation is getting better. The yep. air quality is it's getting much better. I mean, we were at a time that we were like more than 500 AQIs, and now we are about 203. So I think uh, in two more days, this is going to change, and we're just going to pass this, uh, this event. So you can see now a little bit the sun. Uh, I can see through the window. I can see the vineyard. A few days ago, I couldn't see even the vineyard through my window. So very, very, the air quality was really, really bad. But now it's getting better. Now, I mean, we're still open. We have a few appointments yesterday, a few appointments this weekend. And I have my calendar full this weekend. So I think the people are getting ready to get out too uh, after these stressful times. So things are picking up from a tourism standpoint. People are back in the Willamette Valley and visiting wineries. So things are beginning to get back to normal, would you say? You know what? I Even when we have the fires very close from us, I have two couples that didn't cancel their appointments. So I brought them inside the tasting room because we couldn't be outside. Um and it was like they wanted to go and check on the grapes. So they were wearing this uh, N95 mask. And and we went to the uh, to the vineyard. And they it was like like the, the environment and the color of the sky and everything was orange. It was like oh. being a white tasting at Cromwell Sea, but at Mars. Kind of. <laughs> but, what they didn't want to cancel i talked to them they didn't cancel they wanted to come because they have those plans 
they already, you know, took the risk to come in an airplane on, you know, in the middle of the pandemic. And they just said, we just wanted to be here and, and, and uh, you know, come and see you and, and just taste some wines. And I think being inside is pretty safe, right? So, uh, so yeah, it just, I, I think that the customers, the buyers, the visitors, they start coming. I mean, this weekend is full. Um, so I guess it's, it's going to pick up again. Yeah. Do you have any concern about your grapes and the smoke that was in the air? You know what? I hear two different opinions, you know, opinions about like after the variation stage when the grapes turn from green to uh, to blue or purple, right. uh, it's very rare to have the smoke team in your, in, your, in your wine. So we pass already that stage, like all the, the oh, grapes are purple. All the sugars are developing fine. Uh, we are we harvest before the fires at least at Cramoisy. We harvest for sparkling from rosé and chardonnay. Um, then came the you know the, the fires came and we are about to harvest tomorrow morning. And we've been doing tests in. I mean, I've been tasting the uh, you know the, the the flavor of the the grapes and the juice, and it doesn't have any type of smell or taste of you know smoke um i hear that that doesn't come right away it comes after fermentation and after a few weeks right so we just have to find out but you know what i'm trying to be positive and an expert says that it might not be very effective because it wasn't that bad but um but it might be the best vintage ever you know in the Wolama valley because the weather has been great the, the 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 grapes develop well. Um, we have some some kind of lower estimation uh, crop estimation this year caused by by the um, the spring was too cold, so the grapes didn't develop uh, have babies if you want to say. So they didn't have enough enough grapes. So that was another challenge this year. But other than that, I think it might be the the best vintage. So we just have to just have to wait and see how the wine comes. Fast forward, you and your husband lived in Vancouver, and it was a trip to the Willamette Valley that led to you moving there and starting a wine brand. We started coming almost once a month uh, with several appointments just to start looking for our dream place to grow our grapes and make our wine. And then 2011, my husband was driving on Warden Hill Road. I was with the kids in Canada. And he called me so excited and he says, Honey, I think we found our place. And and he told me that he saw this 10 acre sign for sale in the Dundee Hills, Michelle, in where we always wanted to be because we believe they're the best wines <laughs> that are the Willamette Valley. I mean, you cannot get wrong the Willamette Valley, but I know how prestigious it on the hills was. We really wanted to be surrounded by pioneers. And it was just this small 10 acres, you know, for sale. And so there was no one that Ryan could tell when he drove here, but he was very excited. So we make an appointment and, uh, and we came after a week and we saw the place and the land. There was nothing, there was no vineyard. It was just red dirt ready for for you know the new owner to plant grapes if they wanted and the house was just beautiful it was perfect i love the house he loved the land 
you're perched on top of Dendy Hills in this prime spot that you can see forever. It's 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 a great little piece of land that you have. We were, of course, we were very uh, nervous and anxious because we didn't know how to be farmers, how to grow grapes, how to make even wine. But we just have this passion and dream to have our own business and to be in the Willamette Valley. It's a great story. Just to kind of accelerate it, uh, because I want to talk about your personal life too. Um, in 2012, you guys planted your vines. Um, when did you release your first vintage of wine? Well, in May 2017, I opened the doors and started introducing our wines to the market. The first harvest was 2014, but we produced only 25 cases. And it took us three years to uh, put it out in the market. Then 2015, we produced 200 cases. 2017, we produced 300 cases. So we have enough wine to start to, to the public. And, and I dedicated myself uh, in 2017 full-time for our own family business. Today, how much wine do you make? Today, we are uh, producing 750 cases a year for now. Uh, 2023, we're going to produce under a uh, thousand cases. So what do you like most about having your own wine business? Well, you know what? I just love that every time somebody comes here, it's a celebration. Um, I just, you know, I just feel that I'm in the right business just because I'm a, I'm a very positive person. I'm a happy person. I would like to be I'm a social animal. <laughs> uh, so um, I think sharing with people your own creation and getting people together to celebrate something, I think that's the best. You know, I, I remember I used to tell my dad, um, my dad wanted me to be a doctor because he's a doctor. And, and I studied medicine for a year. And I, then I told my dad, you know what, dad, this is not for me. Uh, you know, being in hospitals and that kind of stuff. I just want to make people happy. Right. <laughs> and I, you know, and I'm making people happy. I mean, every time people come, they laugh, they share the story, they share their stories. We drink wine and they taste wine. We just have the perfect, I just have the perfect, you know, business. You recently built your, your tasting room, right? Yes. Yes. We have a brand new tasting room. We uh, started building the tasting room last year on July 25th, and we were supposed to open on April, but because of COVID, uh, everything stopped, the construction delay. We couldn't have the subcontractors working together. Uh, we actually stopped the construction for three weeks, so everything delayed. Um, and now we're about to finish. I mean, we're open, we're using the indoor space, but we still have little details you know those little details they take forever because it's when you think okay should i put this furniture here should i put it there should i put this here <laughs> so but the people are enjoying the inside the indoor um you know now i normally in summer i use the vineyard i put uh tents and picnic tables and i use it outdoor just because i like to to take the people on a little tour and enjoy the you know the vineyard and drinking the wines out there and where they grow uh, but because of the 
the air quality and the current situation right now, we're using now the indoor space. And and uh, I'm just very excited because it's getting there. It's almost done. Yeah, and so your customers are getting a sneak peek. Yes, exactly. I mean, I haven't done the grand opening. I don't know if I will be able to do it this year just because of the pandemic. But uh, I have just one appointment at a time, so I don't, I'm not mixing groups. So the, the, if you are like a group of two people or a group of 10 people, that's the only group that I have. And they just feel kind of like very intimate kind of experience, very private, uh, that they have the whole tasting room and the whole vineyard for themselves. So um, I like to do that because I get to know the people too. And, you know, it's a, it's a very nice experience. Yeah, absolutely. So if someone's interested in coming to the winery, what's the best way for them to to book an appointment? Yeah, they, the, the best way is it could be sending me a text at 503-583-1536. That's my personal phone number and my business number. <laughs> Uh, to the world okay (laughs) exactly it's okay and the other one is to go to uh, my website cramoisevineyard.com and they can send me an email they can just try to book an appointment they can just send me an email to sophia at cramoisevineyard.com i mean being being a small family business i wear so many hats so i'm the receptionist the owner tasting room manager, advertising, marketing, winemaker, <laughs> everything that you can call it. You're, you're um, doing it all. Yes. Yeah, of course, my husband helps a lot, but he has his day job still. And my kids are a little bit involved as well. And, um, and of course, I have the amazing vineyard stores, my crew and, and my winemaker consultant that is Drew Boyd. But, you know, um, in terms of just, doing all the stuff that needs to happen around our place and inside the tasting room. I'll do it myself. You're from Mexico. Have you found that there's much of a Hispanic community in the Willamette Valley? You know, uh, we are about Latinx or Hispanic owners or wine or winemakers. We're about maybe like eight or 10 just in the Willamette Valley. I mean, very small group. If you think about, Michelle, there are around 750 maybe wine uh, vineyards around Oregon, right? Right. Maybe in the Willamette Valley around 550, and we are only around 10 Hispanic Latinx vineyard owners. Yeah, that's a small amount. Very small. (laughs) Learn more about the women who live in wine country when you purchase one of our lifestyle books at winecountrywomen.com. You love wine. And at Total Wine & More, you can count on getting the service you deserve. Their team of fun and friendly experts are extensively trained and even travel everywhere from California to Europe to meet the producers themselves. Stop by. Check out over 8,000 bottles and see why those who know wine always drink interesting at Total Wine & More. Let's talk about your personal life now. 
you grew up in Mexico, as, as we've talked about. Can you talk about your childhood? So I have nine siblings. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah, so a big, big family. Then all my siblings, they used to join a, a soccer team. So they always used to have all the, uh, the soccer team players in my house every Sunday. We were, my mom was making breakfast for all of them. Uh, there was like so many people. So I grew up in Chaos, but I grew up, you know, having these beautiful family experiences. You know, Mexico, the culture is family oriented, uh, very friendly, uh, but it's, it's just the big, 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 uh, you know, big families. If we took a step inside your home, what would we see? What, what's your decorating style? It's a very farmy. I don't want to say rustic, more antique kind of feeling, but very farmy, you know, wood floors, lots of flowers. I'm a dahlia grower too. That's one of the things that I do. So that you can see at this time of the year, lots of dahlias inside the house. It looks like a garden inside. Um, That's nice. <laughs> um, you know, the kitchen is, uh, my, my house is very wide open. Uh, not many walls, so I can see every everywhere it's when I'm cooking. Uh, there's no, um, there's very uh, open area that I love because when we when we used to gather people together and have celebrations here, you know, everybody were connected into the same place. So I like that and a uh, very open area. Um, is there is there a color theme throughout your home? You know, it's more like. Um, well, my house is yellow from outside, very colorful, with a big red door. Um, and, and then inside is more like creamy, um, oyster trims. Um, before, the house used to be kind of grayish green that I didn't like it, and that's why we painted yellow. And yep. in, being from Mexican, like color. So, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Yeah, that's what we painted. But yeah, like it's just, you know, oyster white color and creamy. What's your favorite room in the house? My favorite room? I would say the kitchen. The kitchen is my favorite room. <laughs> Do you have a hobby or is, is there something people might be surprised to learn about you? Do you speak a second language, collect something unusual? Yeah, well, my first language is Spanish, so I will right. say bilingual so I speak English now. <laughs> I used to speak French and Italian but since I don't practice anymore um, I, I live in Italy for three months and I learned the language there so I used to be a little bit more fluent but not anymore <laughs> that's, that's uh, impressive yeah and, and I always you know I like people I like traveling I like cultures I'm a very curious person I always want very people oriented so I always like to be surrounded with people and get to know them. And, uh, but other hobbies I have, I love dahlias. I grow dahlias. I collect dahlias. I started with 25 tubers, and I have right now around 350. Yeah, when I have a passion, I have a passion. <laughs> uh, another hobby that I like, I just like to go with my, with my kids and my husband and walk on the beach. I love the beach. I love the ocean. I think when I have time, I like to go there. And I'm a, and so another hobby that maybe people will be surprised is that I'm an activist by heart. Um, 
I have my nonprofit organization called iVoy that helps vineyard stores to move forward through in, in the wine industry through education. So I always been an activist, you know, like my mom used to call me uh, rebel, <laughs> you want to say? Oh, no, yes. And then I always suffer about injustice. You know, and my mom used to tell me, honey, you're going to suffer your whole life because life is not fair. <laughs> so, yeah, so I used to be to, you know, trying to do something to help people. So I co-found uh, iBoy with other two friends. So that's a hobby. I mean, because it's a volunteering job. So I will say that's a hobby. <laughs> sure, for yeah, sure. That's my favorite hobby. Can you tell us something that might be on your bucket list that you want to accomplish? Bucket list is to own a property in Mexico uh, by the ocean. Um, oh, there we that's go. Our, that's our family also, you know. That was my dream. <laughs> uh, <but laughs> to do this first, in able to do that second. So sure. we, we would like to be close to, uh, you know, my family. Um, to get the kids immersed into my culture, being Mexican, I want them to be uh, fluent Spanish, uh, fluent in Spanish. I want them to get the culture, and I want them to come and visit us in the winters when we have our home in Mexico, uh, close to the ocean. Um, so that's that's my our biggest goal. Is there? Do you have a city that you've uh, kind of honed in on? You know what, we were thinking about to be close, you know, to United States too. So I will say maybe close to Puerto Vallarta. Right. It's over there. Uh, it's eight hours, nine hours drive from Mexico City. So it's not that far. That my family can drive to visit. Or the plane is just very easy, you know. Uh, but also it will be easy for us to travel back and forth. Um Another thing that we would like to experience if we have money, invest in Valle de Guadalupe and get a property there. But I think that will be, you know, later. I want my home first close to the ocean and I will be happy with that if we can achieve that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's only fair. Like you said, you moved to Oregon to pursue a dream that both you and Ryan had, but it's his hometown and you deserve to have something in your home country. So, exactly. yeah, yeah. So, so and why not be on the beach? Yeah, <laughs> Sounds exactly. perfect. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I was telling Ryan, a little cabin, we don't need to have, you know, like a huge home, you know, just right. like where we can spend some time there during the winters, you know, when it's, it is cold here and there's not much activity here in, in our business. So, we can just experience it and the boys can come with us later on in life and, you know, just experience what the Mexican culture is. I think it's a great plan. Well, we are going to wrap things up with five quick questions. These are very lighthearted. So the idea is not to think about them too hard. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. First question. What kind of car do you drive? Uh, Toyota Highlander. Okay, second question. What is your favorite city in Italy? Ortona. Ah, okay. Who is your, or one of your favorite all-time 
singers. Singers. Oh, that's a good one. I have lots of them. Um, I just said um, one of your all-time favorites. La Ley. La Ley. Yeah, it's the law. La Ley. Okay. That one I don't know. What is your favorite flower? Dahlia. And last question. What was the last piece of candy you ate? Piece of candy I ate? Uh, M&M's. There you go. <laughs> It wasn't too hard. No, it was just, no. oh, okay. I didn't need to think too much. <laughs> Sophia, I thoroughly enjoyed talking to you today, and and I thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much, Michelle. It was fun. Visit winecountrywomen.com to join our exclusive list so you can be the first to learn about upcoming offers and events. Grab a glass and join us next week for a new edition of Wine Country Women. Thank you.